go, go, Power Rangers. Ba -na 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 -na. Go, go, Power Rangers. Na -na -na -na. Hey, Gabe. <clears throat> uh, Alright, what are, what's up? <laughs> uh, not too much. Uh, how's it going? Oh, you know, just great. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about rangers on Basements and Lizards. So we're talking about the ranger today, Ryan. Indeed, we're talking about the ranger, the infamous, the famous, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, this is the ranger has a really bad rap in in Fivey. Um, whether yeah, sadly, yeah, it's it's kind of a shame. It's a really like cool class. It's iconic. Um, like you know, you've got mm -hmm. some of the. The most well-known fantasy characters are rangers. Like I, I'm thinking of like Aragorn. Um, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure Aragorn's sort of the go-to. Yeah, like obviously, uh, you've got uh, Dritzt, because uh, everybody needs to be Dritzt. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they're a really fun concept. Uh, but they kind of like in the at least the original print. We we will touch on the revised ranger a little bit. Um, but in their we're going to mostly go over what they originally printed as, uh, but in, if they kind of, they're lackluster, they, they leave you wanting more. Uh, I, I don't know if you disagree. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Well, it depends on, I think it really depends on the, the archetype that you choose. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think it really kind of, I think you could play a baseline ranger and be satisfied if you choose... If you don't choose Beastmaster, <laughs> as <laughs> as bad as that sounds, but me, yeah, um, I'm sorry if you really want to have a pet. It's just the Beastmaster Ranger kind of sucks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, how about we talk about this going in order? So yeah, what are we looking at when you're building a ranger? Uh, building a ranger first off, you're gonna get a D10 hit die. So you're a full-on warrior class. Um, a, which is fitting. You're going. It it doesn't limit them to just bow and arrow combat. Um, mm -hmm. But your uh, your proficiencies. You're getting light armor, medium armor, and shields. So kind of also pushing you into more less of a tank like an upfront fighter, more of a skirmisher role. Uh, you're getting sim mm -hmm. sim all weapons, simple weapons, martial weapons, uh, strength and dexterity. I think it's a good. Good proficiencies because you can you can easily do a strength based ranger. You can easily do a dex based ranger. They're all mm -hmm. good. You get three skills, which is more than uh, average. Uh, kind of lending itself to being they're, they're more skilled at, at doing. They have more talents and skills, but not quite as much as like a a, a rogue. Uh, yeah, you get. They've got that life experience. You've got that life experience. You know how to. You've got animal handling. You got athletics, insight, investigation, nature, perception, stealth, and survival. So, all 
really all the stuff you're going to need right there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you get you get to choose your equipment. You get to choose scale mail or leather armor. Uh, two short swords or two simple melee weapons. A dungeoneer's pack or an explorer's pack, and a longbow with a quiver of twenty arrows. Um, so again, I think this lends itself. You don't have to. You don't have to play a ranger at range. You can definitely get in the melee and get in the mix, which I think is is fun. I think it um, lets lets this class breathe a little bit. Um, obviously, you're not. Yeah. You're not quite as. Uh, I think fighters. If you chose a fighter, if you um, you have a little more versatility just from the class because fighter is so generic, but this works too. Yeah, definitely. I can see this class running like it runs up front in combat with right alongside the paladin, the barbarian, the fighters. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it being the one taking the hits. Yeah, you're darting in. And and I definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's more like you can play it up front in the middle of everything you could take a couple steps back and maybe do a short bow build with my like sort of a mixed fighter where you're up front every once in a while with a long with a rapier long sword a short sword and then take a couple steps back with a shorter long bow i think i think uh, the way to think of it is if you're playing a melee ranger you're you're going to want to be playing it like you're playing monster hunter <laughs> um where you like yeah. you like run up to the, you run up you make your attacks and stuff like that and you wait for the the foe to, <laughs> to like start like looking at you, and then you just roll out of the way real quick, and so you're because you don't want to get hit. You you can take the hit, you'd rather not. <laughs> you just, yeah, yeah, definitely. Monster hunters are great, a great example for this. Uh, yeah, find your opening, take your stabs, get away, repeat. And for those of you who haven't played Monster Hunter, you, it, why why haven't you? I I'm a big fan, but I it has its flaws. Uh, yeah, but uh, so that brings us on to our uh, first level features. We have favorite enemy. Um, do you want to talk about a favorite enemy? Yeah. Um, so, I guess generally the first two features that the ranger has, like, I, f- I guess we'll talk a little bit more about it afterwards. But generally, I want to say group these together as you're planning on building a ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, this really favorite enemy. The, the favorite enemy in Natural Explorer really, like, flavors uh, how your your ranger's going to operate. Like, it it can drastically change how, the, how it plays. Not how it plays, but how it feels, if that makes sense. How, yeah. How, what your role-playing is. But go ahead. Yeah. So, favorite enemy, level one. My, you get to choose a type of enemy that you're... It's sort of your specialty, uh, you get the choice of aberrations, beasts, celestials, constructs, dragons, elementals, fae, fiends, giants, monstrosities, oozes, plants, or undead. Or you can select two humanoid races, such as gnolls and orcs, as favorite enemies. Uh, then, once you have a favorite enemy, you have advantage on survival checks to track it, as well as intelligence checks on to recall information about them. Uh, also, when you get this feature, you gain a language rel- like in relation to that favorite enemy, such as if you pick a dragon, you're probably going to learn Draconic. Uh, or if you pick an elemental, you're probably going to learn one of the primordial dialects. Yeah. Uh, I think... Then as you level up, you choose to get more... Well, you get more favorite enemies at 6th and 14th level. 
Yeah. And um, I so. think, so, we come across the first problem. I don't want to say problem, but it's shortcomings of the Ranger is like, this, ha- this has no combat options, um, which might not, if, I think it's closed-minded to just think like, oh, it's, it doesn't have any combat op- options. It's not good. Um, but <laughs> the options that they are giving aren't the greatest. Uh, I guess it, it, it all really depends on what kind of campaign you're playing. If you're playing a survival, yeah. like, you know, you're tracking them through the wilderness and, like, you know, uh, trying to research kind of like a Monster of the Week type of game, um, mm-hmm. then you're going to have... your This ability is going to come into play all the time. Um, but, you know, like, I mean, like, the languages... Oozes don't speak languages. <laughs> what are you, you... You can't plant language? Like, I don't know. I... I eh. Mm-hmm. Eh, just, uh, but, uh, the, so, something in combat, I think, is, would have, would have been nice for this. Yeah, agreed, but, in the Revised Ranger, they do fix this by just mm-hmm. giving it, giving you a plus two damage rolls, uh, against your favorite enemy. Yeah. But it's, it's, like, it's a nice little thing when you happen to come across that kind of enemy. I think it makes sense. You also, yeah, they, they just give you that plus two damage, I think, like if you studied, if you studied, we're gonna bring it back to Monster Hunter now, because uh, I just that's how I kind of see this. It's like if you are playing Monster Hunter and you learn that this one this one guy's like weak to fire or whatever, or weak to you know your whatever, you're going to or is weak in a certain area, you're going to hammer it in that area, the area where it's weak. Like you might like oh that guy's got a weak underbelly, I'm gonna hit him there. So that's where the plus two mm-hmm. damage comes from. You're, yeah. You know, you know how to get into the plating or whatever, and really make your attacks more effective. And I think it makes sense, and it also it uh-huh. also gets better as it um, over time in the in yeah. the revised ranger. Um, but that brings us yeah. to natural explorer. Uh, this is a this is a nice feature. Uh, you uh, you get you're particularly familiar with one type of natural environment. And you are adept at tra- uh, traveling and surviving in such elite regions. Uh, you get to choose one type of favorite terrain, Arctic, coast, desert, forest, grassland, mountain, swamp, or the Underdark. When you make an intelligence or wisdom check related to your favorite terrain, your proficiency bonus is doubled if you are uh, using a skill you're proficient in. Um, so you know a lot. If you know a lot about the forest or whatever, um, nice feature. Uh, but And then you also, while traveling for an hour or more in your favorite terrain, you gain the following benefits. Difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Your group can't be lost except by magical means. Um, even when you're engaged in another activity while traveling, such as foraging, navigating, or tra- tracking, you remain alert to danger. If you are alone, uh, traveling alone, you uh, can move stealthily at a normal pace. When you forage for food, you find twice as much food as you normally would. While tracking other creatures, uh, you also learn the exact number, their sizes, and how long ago they passed through this area. So, mm-hmm. another feature that is can be great if your DM gives a shit. If your DM's like, yeah, that's. I think that really sums up the ranger in general. It's great if your DM like if your DM cares. Yeah, if your DM is like, if your DM is like, okay, I'm just running this game. Like, oh, you're playing a ranger. Great, I'm still doing what I what I think. 
if your DM's like, oh, you're playing a ranger? Cool, I'm going to throw this, you know, this uh, exploration-based encounter, you know. There's, you guys have to mm -hmm. track, you come across tracks. Oh, you, the ranger, you just lick the ground or whatever, and you, you know exactly how many there are, and, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and how, how many there, there's how big they are. Like, you just lick the ground, it's like, he was a, he's 152 pounds, small in stature. You passed by, mm -hmm. you passed by five hours ago. Like, that's, that's a cool moment. Yeah. But if your DM doesn't give a mm -hmm. shit, you know, that's never going to come into play. Yeah, I feel like that really sums up a lot of like, what sort of defeats the purpose of being a ranger. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's like most DMs, let's be honest, most DMs don't care about travel. They're not going to do a lot of stuff with travel except for maybe they'll have some encounter tables that they want to roll. Yeah, great. Nine times out of ten, but like, it, I think I think it's common in the play sphere right now. It's just like, yep, mm -hmm. you guys travel for this amount of time great mm -hmm. you're there you're at the you're at the dungeon you're at the location let's get let's get to the real game if you will but there's fun to be had in between so yeah uh something that i think is really great that i want to see more of in my campaigns gabe take note um i love to see some of the travel sequences like giving characters chances to interact during like say if there's nighttime watches my uh, characters often won't just stay up alone and do perception checks to do watches often they'll stay up with another character or something yeah. that's a perfect time for characters to interact and do that sort of stuff or mm -hmm. while, while they're on the road there might be a strange thing that happens like oh this road just doesn't exist um ranger help us out here please like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of interaction and a lot of experiences that you can have in travel yeah. When I think of travel, like when I think of Lord of the Rings, I think of they go from Hobbiton all the way to Mount Doom, and what's the story in that? It's the adventure, not the it's, destination. Yeah, it's all about the journey. None of, like the Mount Doom only is like like a, a little a small portion of the story. Like you know, mm -hmm. um, it. Yeah, so I think it, I think just skipping over it is just like. Well, I read the first and the last chapter of The Hobbit. <laughs> or, no, not The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like, the first and... Yeah. The chapter where they start and the chapter where they uh, Frodo throw the, so, throws the ring into the volcano and stuff. Uh, you know, that was... That's all yeah. I really needed. Like, that was... This is where they mm -hmm. started and that's really the thing happened, right? Well, no. <laughs> There's a lot more. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, just to... Uh, we'll, we'll touch on the Natural Explorer in uh, Revised... Um, Ranger is they take away the favored terrain um, and just like you just have this all the time um, it, you uh, you ignore difficult terrain period uh, you have advantage on initiative rolls uh, on your first turn in combat you, uh, you have advantage on attack rolls against creatures that have not yet acted I think these are nice I think these are nice benefits kind of like um, showing like if you're like a ranger and like you can hear the twigs snapping, like you're on edge in the woods, you know what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and then you also, when you're tra you get the travel benefits. Difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. You can't be lost by except by magical means. Um, traveling alone, yada 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 yada. I so my opinion on the 
uh, revised version of this is I wish that they had the the top like uh, the combat options. I I wish they were also I wish the they didn't take away the ties to the favorite terrain. Yeah, uh, I think I, I, I think I have the same thoughts on that. That I wish that they kept the like X terrain. Like you are mm-hmm. you are really good in forest. That does not mean that you're gonna be really good on a coastline. Yeah, I I agree. If I were if I had a player that wanted to use this, or if I wanted to use this myself, I think I would I would just take this and just say, if you're in your favorite terrain, you get all this and still implement the favorite terrain stuff. Yeah, and that is going to be what Gabe and Ryan are advocating for something that will objectively make your your character worse in more times at a time, like more of the time. Yes. <laughs> But I think it's more interesting. Yeah. I think it's more interesting. I think it makes more sense in the in the in the fiction. Um, so you know. Hey, flawed characters are fun. Whoever said that the story about the guy who had everything go right for him was good. Yeah. I... yeah. Anyways, moving on. Ooh, level yeah. two. What do we get? Level two. Fighting. Uh, fighting well... style. It's fighting style. You get archery, defense, dueling, and two weapon fighting. We'll go into more depth on fight styles in the fighter episode. Mm-hmm. Whenever that happens. Whenever that happens. Basically, basically, to sum it up, this is what really allows your ranger to be able to do a lot of different stuff to decide, are you going to focus more on range, or are you going to focus more on up front? Yep. So, yeah. You're going to be a melee ranger or a range ranger. Yeah. Or a mixed ranger. Yep. Which is... Yeah. Uh, um, then we got spell casting. Mm-hmm. Um, they their rangers are half casters, similar to paladins. And uh, who are the other half casters? There's paladins, and then there's artificers. Um, are the only another half casters. So you're you're getting spells at a slower rate, um, but you're st- still got spells. You don't get cantrips, however, which I don't know. I I, I feel like if you're gonna give rangers spells, I feel like they maybe should have got cantrips, but it's not a yeah. It's not a big. It's not like a big gripe. <laughs> it's just like eh, maybe yeah. they should, should got this. Um, do you have any uh, spell picks for Ranger? So some of my spell picks. Uh, something I think that's important to note is unlike the Paladin who gets to restock, who gets to prepare their spells each day, Rangers have set spells. That's true. Like I... they know what they know. Yeah. Um, um, but for ranger spells that I would recommend, my, I mean, obvious ones like Hunter's Mark my, is, like, if that's sort of a ranger staple, it's not needed, to it's, be honest, but... It's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you gotta take Hunter's Mark, and it's, the answer is, no, yeah. you don't. You, you can just... Mm-hmm. just you can literally it's, just choose not to take Hunter's Mark. And it's good. a lot of other stuff. It's good, it's just, you know... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you actually look over the ranger spells, especially in the first like in the first and second level spells, a lot of those are more focused towards support or more focused towards doing outside of combat things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that's why like that should be why you're playing a ranger. It's like you should you should want to do cool stuff in combat, but you should really be like about the exploration pillar of play. Yeah. Personally, some of my 
Like some of my go-to ranger spells, I'm going to exclude Hunter's Mark from the list because everyone says that. I really like Good Berry because my, <laughs> if you're playing a super, like in, if you're playing a resource management styled game, um, Good Berry is really, like, yeah. it's, it's great. Eating a Berry restores one hit point, which is awesome because yeah. Good Berries also last for 24 hours. So if you have spare spell slots at the end of the day, why wouldn't you cast Goodberry? Yeah, just give some grub. Why wouldn't you have extra? Yeah, why wouldn't you have extra healing points at the next day? Yeah, uh, and it's like eating a berry provides you one hit point, and the berry provides enough nourishment to s- sustain a creature for one day. Yeah, so it's like it, it takes care of you. But if you're still looking for do it for dealing damage, Zephyr Strike is nice. Yeah, I think Zephyr... Uh, you get to deal some extra force damage, you get th- to walk faster. I think Zephyr Strike really... is a is a good, like, uh, alternative to Hunter's Mark. Yeah. I love this spell because it's a bonus action to cast. My first attack has advantage. Uh, so you give yourself advantage on one weapon attack on your turn. That attack deals 1d4, 1d8 extra force damage on... And on a hit or a miss, your speed increases by 30 feet until the end of the turn, and you don't provoke opportunity attacks. So this really does lend itself to the ranger diving in, striking fast, and getting out. Yeah, I think this is like a must-have. Like, like I would if I had to if I had to choose in uh, between Zephyr Strike and Hunter's Mark for a melee ranger, I would choose Zephyr Strike because that really like because they don't they're not getting the disengage as a bonus action. Um, or anything, so you, but with this you can just slip out, and it's technically better than disengage, because the sentinel feat will, um, overrides disengage, um, but this is, this is not disengage, uh, so you just, you could just, you get up into combat one round, you're just, you're, uh, you're hitting them or whatever, uh, and then you can just cast Zephyr Strike, and slip out, <laughs> And uh, you know, maybe you throw an axe or something. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. You got some other spells like Alarm, Detect Magic, uh, Jump, and Long Strider. So yeah, in my mind, it's a lot of like it's a lot of supporting spells, a lot of buffing spells to sort of help yourself and your party as uh, well. A personal yeah. favorite of mine is is Cordon of Arrows. <laughs> it's where you just get to put arrows in the crowds. And then it just like mm-hmm. makes it, it makes your like an area into a minefield, which I don't know. I just like it a lot. I just yeah, it's really interesting. I like the idea that the ranger is literally just setting traps. Yeah, no, you get and like it's only an action to do, so you can set traps in combat. Like maybe you don't have a, maybe you don't have a like you're having a hard or a, you're playing a melee ranger or something. I don't know, um, and. For whatever reason, you found your, yourself in a turn without really an action to do anything except for maybe dodge. Um, just like, ah, I'm just gonna set up a trap here and try and like play this out. Or if you, you, you know, uh, try and set something up ahead of time, maybe because it's not concentration, maybe you have like an entire field of cordon of arrows and you led your um, your quarry into this like field with frickin' arrows everywhere. So like wherever they step, they're just getting shot with arrows. <laughs> Um, yeah, I could see this as a ranger escape tactic where, like, especially in the city, you're dodging and weaving through streets. You're just leaving, like, you're just leaving arrow traps for people to step on, like, for yeah. enemies to step on as you're running away. 
yeah, I really like this. Uh, I think it's a really fun spell. Um, but the other ones, uh, some of the other ones, I think, you know, Conjure Barrage, uh, Flame Arrow, Lightning Arrow, we're getting into higher stuff, level stuff. Uh, I think uh, I'm a big fan of Steel Wind Strike. I think that's just... it. I don't, it's definitely not the best spell. Um, you probably should just take... If you're here for, like, just pure power, you probably should take, like, Swift Quiver... But Steel Wind Strike is just flashy, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just need to be flashy with your spells. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think let's, we can move on from spells uh, now. I guess oh. a good thing to mention, my rangers are my usually, like, their spell casting is wisdom-based. Yeah. That, just that, a good thing to mention. Yep. I forgot to mention that, so thank you. Yeah. Anyways, third level. Gabe, what are we getting at third level? At third level, you're getting the, your ranger archetype. Oh, you can strive to emulate uh, the hunter or the beastmaster or, um, you know, the uh, there's the horizon walker, gloomstalker, and monster slayer as well from Xanathar's Guide. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in just a some moment. Um, but you're also going to get primeval awareness, where you can use your action to expend one of your spell slots to focus on uh, focus on the region aware around you uh, and basically you can basically you can just get like a radar scan <laughs> that's how I see it it's like you just go yeah boop, boop, and um, and it's a, it's a mile if or it's a mile around you or six miles if you're in your favorite terrain um, and like only um, and it only pings aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey fiends, and undead. So, you're sort of extra planar and uh, supernatural threats, which makes sense. I mean, like you, you gotta watch out for your forest and stuff. Um, it that doesn't... said, like the like the last sentence, I think is really sort of a gripe about this. This feature does not reveal the creature's location or number. Yeah, you're just like it's there so... somewhere. <laughs> so. It's actually debatably worse to use it if you were in your favorite terrain. Yeah. I don't know. Is it so, is it different in, in Revised Ranger at all? I'm trying to look in right now. Um, primeval Awareness. My, I'm pretty sure it's once per day you can just do it, and then if you want to do it more and more, then no. you can do spell slots. You can learn... No, it looks like it's like a uh, you can communicate with beasts instead. They just they it's like all right, we're not doing. Um, no, it's actually I, oh, I'd say the, it's better. It's so you can you can like yeah, sort of at you, the bottom is the at the bottom is the same thing where it's the spending one interrupted minute you can sense your favorite enemies within five miles of you. So it's always within five miles of you in in this case but it's uh, they've but it's so they've groups. narrowed it down to your what i can tell is they've narrowed it down to your favorite enemy so you don't just get all of them um but you get to also uh but you but it makes it so you know how many there are um uh which which of your favorite enemies it are so it's like if it's if you have dragons and undead it's like it, okay this is a dragon um mm -hmm. and the general distance and direction i yeah i would i would use this instead <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely agree that this one is just smarter and better and makes more sense for the ranger. Since Absolutely. if a ranger cannot tell the difference between a zombie walking around and a dragon walking around, something is wrong. Yeah. Yep. I think that's that's about what we have for that. 
Uh, fourth level, ASI, you get one, um, you get another one at 8th, 12th, 16th, and 19th. That's, that's normal. Yeah. Uh, yep, just the usual ability score improvement stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, feats, if you happen to have feats in your game, that's all great. Oh, what, what feats should you take for a ranger, Orion? What do you think? It depends on your build. My, if you're going with, like, again, this, I feel like if you're playing with feats and you want to take a feat, it will really depend on what fighting style you take. And if you're going all in on something, or if you really want to divert, if you really want to diversify your fighting abilities. Or, or just, you know, take Sharpshooter and make your dungeon master want to murder you. Uh. Or, or do that. Sharpshooter, yeah. crossbow expert, just stand a mile away with a hand crossbow and just... And you know. deal like fifty damage on a shot or whatever, um, because that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally. What are you talking about? It makes perfect oh. sense. My guy is trained with the hand crossbow. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but what I would personally recommend is, yeah, sharpshoot is a great option if you if you're playing a long ranged my if you're playing a wrong, long ranged ranger my longbow just you know stand back a little bit do that. Uh, if you're up close more, maybe Sentinel might be nice. Uh, if you're doing strength-based and have Polar Master or something. Mm -hmm. Again, really, like, you could... Honestly, most of the most of the like, fighting uh, feats are great, but I would actually really suggest something more like Keen Mind or Observant, maybe. Oh, you know what uh, could, oh, it could be good? It, maybe, like, Magic Initiate, and then just... You can help you, help you get cantrips... I think would uh -huh. make sense for a ranger, um, and then like another just one of your one of those spells that is just solid. Maybe you want to take I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe you want to find familiar and get some wizard cantrips alongside it. Yeah, I think find familiar. I think find familiar makes sense. You can you can only even have to flavor it as like oh I've been doing wizard stuff. You could just be like okay I'm taking the wizard uh, magic initiate, but I'm gonna take like. Something that's can feels almost nature based. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I don't have the wizard wizard cantrips in front of me. Um, but and then take find familiar. It's like yeah, this is just my animal companion. Like I can just summon. Yeah, it's him. like shape water and I don't know. Uh, it's like yeah, you don't have to. You, you don't have to have it. You don't have to be like, well, I had to study wizard magic for this. Like nah, it's just part of my ranger thing and just I mechanically it's it's wizard stuff. Um, yeah, honestly, if you were to do that, I think you could easily talk to your DM and say like, hey, it's like, I want to take Find Familiar, but honestly, I want to try to keep it nature-y themed. Can I do Find Familiar, like Shape Water and Druid Craft or something? It's like, yeah. their cantrips, it, it's probably fine. Yeah, no, I would, I would definitely say it's yeah. fine. I guess, I guess moving on from that, fifth level, you get your extra attack. Uh, just like most of the, uh, I guess almost all of the other martial classes, you get extra attack at level five, except for fighter who just keeps on going. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they just keep yeah. going. Yeah, well, just well, keep going more and more. Um, sixth level, you get uh, an additional favorite enemy, um, mm -hmm. and in in the revised ranger, your your damage, you just get uh, damage boost. Uh, eighth level, you get lands lands stride. Um, which uh, basically it says moving through non-magical difficult terrain costs you no extra movement. You pass through non-magical plants without being slowed by them and without taking damage from them. You have, they have that, excuse me, if they have thorns or spines, oh, um, and then you have advantage on saving throws against 
magical, um, magically manipulated stuff to impede movement. Okay, this this basically is if you're using the revised ranger at all, if you, um, the natural explorer just basically says no. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like actually, yep. and revised ranger. Yeah, and revised ranger just replaces it with yep. uh, level eight fleet of foot bonus action dash, which yeah. is honestly really nice if you're playing that in and out ranger. Yeah, absolutely. I think bonus action dash is great. Uh, hide in, uh, then 10 is hide in plain sight. Ryan, tell us what, how to hide in plain sight. Um, it's, okay, it's an interesting ability in theory and in writing, mm -hmm. but I don't see it being used all too often, just mm -hmm. because of how D&D &D play often plays out. So basically, 10th level, you get to take your wonderful uh, rangery abilities and cover yourself in a ghillie suit, basically, and so long as you don't move, you get a plus 10 to your stealth checks. Uh, once you move or take an action or a reaction, uh, your you must camouflage yourself again to gain the benefit. Basically, I wish you could move a little bit. Yeah, I wish. yeah. Like I can, I can see as maybe like the only time I can see this being useful is uh, if you are uh, like hiding out for someone and you know you're going to be hiding out. Yeah. Since in order to initially do it, you have to spend one minute to create the camouflage for yourself. Yeah. So I don't know. I wish you, you could have just to be ready. I wish you could just move like half speed and like you know. I I see this as like you just getting putting on a ghillie suit and then just like crawling through the field and <laughs> just like I'll get there eventually, but and no one will see me. <laughs> yeah. Um, revised ranger. Think... Oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I think definitely if I were. Like, if I were DMing for a player who wanted to use, like, who actually wanted to use this more often, I would say, like, give them half movement or quarter movement, even, since, like, they're trying to stay stealthy as they're moving. It's like, sure, but, great. But, Orion, that might break the game. <laughs> um. well, like, the game isn't broken already. Yeah. Um, that's what makes it great, it's just so broken that it, it fits together. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, the revised ranger about revised ranger. Yeah, the revised ranger changes this and says, um, you basically you can just choose to not move on your turn, um, and uh, if you when you hide on your turn and you, you can just choose to not move, and creatures that are attempting to look for you have a, a minus ten to their perception checks. Um, so basically. Basically, it changes this. Like you can just chameleon and just stop. You do have to. Mm -hmm. It does say you have to take the hide action, so you have to, you know, initially break that line of sight. You have to obey all of the, the hide action rules. But it also works for if you're the this the way the it's in vanilla ranger. It's like you can just go and just, you know, sit there and hide out for a little bit, and then everybody mm -hmm. has a harder time perceiving you. I'd I'd probably use this instead. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> uh, what's... Right, level 14. Uh, level 14, you get Vanish. Uh, starting at level 14, you can use the hide action as a bonus action on your turn. You also can't be tracked by non-magical means unless you choose to leave a trail. I think this is a nice benefit. I am... Yeah. Not a whole lot, to... Not a whole lot else here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. Like... 
favorite. Uh, then that's just favorite enemy. Fourteenth level, you get another favorite enemy. Um, uh, the that's also at fourteenth level. Um, I don't think the revised ranger gets another favorite enemy at fourteenth level. If I, unless I'm um, I'm not sure. Uh, let me check quick. Um, favorite enemy? No, they don't. I don't. No. Okay. So that you, so your so your whole your trade off is. You're getting less favorite enemies, but you're also getting a damage boost, you know. Yeah, which I think is honestly worth it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. 18th level, the 18th level and the 20th level features are the same in both, so it won't even bother. Um, mm -hmm. 18th level, you gain you get better feral senses. Uh, you gain pre or pre preternatural. I don't know how to say that word. That's pre a weird word. I don't know. You get special senses that help you fight creatures you can't see. Um, when you attack a creature you uh, you can't see, you're in a or when a creature when you attack a creature you can't see, your ability to see it does not impose disadvantage on your attack roll. So you can just you can be daredevil and just shoot people <laughs> without seeing them. Um, yeah. And you're also aware of the invisible any invisible creature, provided it isn't hidden from you, and you aren't blind or deafened. Nice. Mm -hmm. This is this is yeah. cool. It's, I don't think I, don't, I sort of like to think that you can see the light bending around them, or you can hear the slight breathing of them, or something that that tips you off. So, oh yeah, yeah, you're definitely. I think it's worth it to definitely like, you know, on your own, like kind of go into depth with this. Um, but mm -hmm. on its on its own, like just from a pure mechanical standpoint, nothing to write home about. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much invisible stuff you're gonna be facing right now, like at 18th level. Maybe I don't know. Depends on what. what I what can kind see. Of... I can see some campaigns where, like, you might be facing a lot of invisible stuff, which, like, I don't know, maybe greater invisibility spell casting or something like that. Yeah, um, it, it's cool. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's there. And it also it also is just straight up if you can't see it. So yeah. Um, so that you don't have to, it doesn't necessarily have to be invisible. If you just are blinded, you and you can just uh, shoot. No, uh, provided that the creature isn't hidden from you and you aren't blinded or deafened. No, those are separate. So you those have are to be able... I think those are separate features. So the you get the, um, you, when you attack a creature you can't see, your ability to see it doesn't impose its advantage on attack rolls against it. And then separately you have, you are also aware of any invisible creature, provided that the creature isn't hidden, and you aren't blinded or deafened. So I think that only pertains to you being able to aware, uh, be aware of an invisible creature's location. Okay, fair that's enough. What, that's what I would argue. You might you might rule it differently on your table or something. But Yeah. Anyways, my, again, you know, it's there. Uh, 20th. 20th level feature. Uh, foe slayer. Orion, what do you get when you've reached the pinnacle of ranger rangeriness? Well, you become an unparalleled hunter of your enemies, of course. Oh yeah. Uh, once on each of your turns, you can choose to add your wisdom modifier to your attack roll or the damage of the roll uh, of an attack that you make against one of your favorite enemies. Uh, you can choose to do this feature before or after the roll, but before the effects of the roll are applied. So. It's, eh, I think it's a good like to... it's a good boost like for your attacks that you're doing beforehand. You're like okay, 
you, you can just basically say say that it's like okay if I'm just underneath like what this guy's AC is I'll, I've got a, I got a little extra umph. Um, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't if it doesn't come into play my last attack can just <laughs> I can just pump a little extra damage into it. Um, yeah, it, nothing well, right. It's oh. nice to have there. It's like it's a couple extra like it's either a couple extra damage or you're more likely to hit. Yeah. It's nice that it's once per turn. Yeah, I, I, I think the the you know the hitting. I think, I think the uh, being able to hit more often is more valuable than the the wisdom modifier to your attack damage. roll is more, more valuable than the damage. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it's worth noting that uh, revised ranger takes out. It's it's not just favorite enemies. It's uh, it's all enemies. So all bad guys oh, yeah. all the time. Yep. All right. Let's get into. The, the subclasses. Um, what what are we doing first? Um, starting off with the PHB, the first one they have listed is the hunter. The hunter. Okay, so at third level, the hunter gets Colossus Slayer. Your uh, your tenacity. We're not. We're not. I need to read all this. Basically, if your creature, if the creature, uh, you hit a creature. And it's below its max hit points. You get to deal an extra D8 damage once a turn. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like anything crazy creative or anything, but it's it will definitely get the job done. It it's that oh, stacks yeah. it stacks up. It's a great like it's a great damage boost. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Giant uh, Killer. So you, by the way, you you get. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have explained this better. Hunter's prey. You get you get to choose one of these three options. So it's basically the kind of the mm-hmm. ammo of the hunter is like you get a, like a for each of their their abilities you get like a, a menu list and you get to sort mm-hmm. of pick and choose how to build your hunter, which I think it makes it a really solid subclass, a really interesting one too. Yeah. Um, but then you got a giant killer uh, when a large or larger creature within five feet of you. Uh, Hits or misses you with an attack, you can use a reaction to attack that creature immediately after its attack, provided you can see the creature. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. monster it's monster hunter. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. You dodge the attack and then you, you know, take your dual blades and go into demon mode and start going ham. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> somebody. And then we got Horde Breaker. Horde Breaker. Uh, uh, once on each of your turns, you, when you make a weapon attack, you can make another attack with the same weapon against a different creature that is within five feet of the original target and within range of your weapon. Um, basically, uh, a s- it's basically an early multi-attack that can that has a, a stipulation. I I think this one's probably the weakest of the three because depending on how how often you're going to have hordes of enemies, but it definitely works for being good, mm-hmm. you know, getting Honestly, that extra... I, yeah. I do see all of these as actually pretty good. My oh, yeah, Colossus no. Slayer, I see as the best. Giant Killer, second. Horde Breaker, third. Yeah, but, you, but I think but they're like, all, like, you could switch. pretty close. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could switch Giant Killer and Horde Breaker in my book, depending on what your DM throws at you a lot. Mm-hmm. I could see Horde Breaker being much more useful in the cases where my, your DM just loves to throw minions and minions at you. Absolutely. Uh, or if you are, or if you do have that monster hunter vibe, then giant killer could be great. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, what do we get at level 7? At level 7, uh, we get defensive tactics. Uh, you get to choose from one of the following three features. Uh, escape the Horde. Opportunity attacks against you, against you are made with disadvantage. You can choose multi-attack defense. When a creature hits you with an attack, you gain a plus 4 bonus to AC against all subsequent attacks made by that creature for the rest of your turn. Or you have Steel Will. You have advantage on saving throws against being frightened. So I think I... clearly two of these are better than... <laughs> Like, One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first two I can see being really, really useful. Like I for uh, me for me personally, it's multi attack all the way. Like <laughs> mm -hmm. um because I mean like you get into higher levels of play and like everything is swinging at you at least twice. And if they hit the first mm -hmm. one, you don't want them you only want them to really hit once and if, if you have this, I think it it definitely helps you to have to make it makes make it so you're only getting hit at once um yeah which if you're gonna get and hit again at all. <laughs> yeah then escape the horde again it's that whole dive in dive out absolutely it's that yeah then steel will honestly i don't see why you would take this if you're dealing with a lot of scary things it's if so you're dealing spooky. with ghosts, like, if your entire campaign is nothing but ghosts, then go for this or play a halfling. If you are playing Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> yes, if you're playing Luigi's Mansion, then go with Steel Will. <laughs> um, yeah. Alright, uh, um, level 11. Gabe, what do we get? We get volley, or we get multi-attack, so like a special multi-attack, um, which I, I really like that they're not getting, they're, they're not just getting a third attack, they're basically saying like we're like fighters but we've got a different way of, you know making them certain amount of attacks um mm -hmm. volley is where you just get to like uh you get to pick a point of 10 feet and then you get to make an attack against every single target within uh 10 feet that 10 feet circle so basically that's like the ability from like a lot of different games where you're playing like an archer character and they just get like a little circle that they put down and that the arrows just hit in that circle like mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's that's like every archer character's ability in every video game ever <laughs> um, yeah and then you also get whirlwind yeah. attack um when you use your action to make a melee attack against uh, any number of creatures within five feet of you uh or basically you get to make an attack against everybody within five feet of you you just make it a separate attack roll so you just spin around and with your sword up mm -hmm. and, and hit everybody. Um, yeah, what I obviously... really like about these is that they're not a limited time use thing. It is you can just choose to use your action to do this. Yeah, that's kind of with all of these things. It's like it's all the time on all the time, and I really appreciate those abilities that are just always there. You're not worried about how many of these this resource you're using to do it. Um, you just always mm -hmm. have this ability. Uh, at at yeah. 15th level, you're getting Superior's Hunter Defense. What are the Superior's Hunter Defense options, Orion? Well, these are going to look quite familiar if you've played a high-level rogue, because first you can choose to have Evasion. Uh, you can nimbly dodge out of the way of certain area of effect things, such as a Red Dragon's Fiery Breath or Lightning Bolt. Uh, when you have to make deck saves, uh, if you fail, you only... Like, deck saves to take half damage uh, you take no damage if you succeed and you only take half damage if you fail so really nice if 
you know, cuts down on damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, stand against the tide is the second option. When a hostile creature misses you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction to force that creature to repeat the same attack against another creature other than itself. So it's, I like to think of this as you're just conveniently standing in the right place and dodge at the right time to make someone, well, to make someone slap their own teammate. Yeah, it's great. Uh, then uncanny dodge uh, is the third and final option. When an attacker that you see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to half the damage against you. So, yeah, all I'd say all are really good options. I would say stand against the tide is more situational, but I definitely see it as more fun. <laughs> like it's like it's not mm-hmm. gonna come up it's it's not gonna come up all that often. But when it does, it's going to feel so cool when you get the when you get the big bad guy to to hit his own guy, and it's just gonna be like, huh, you you dummy, and uh, yeah, I, that will be a moment you won't forget. I think that's worth taking this in and of itself. Like, um, mm-hmm. but evasion and uncanny dodge are both really good abilities. <laughs> that like, yeah, I'd say definitely out of like between the two, PHB ranger archetypes, hunter is by far so much better and has so much versatility to it it really is it really you could have two rangers in the same party who are both hunters and you could have two totally different fighting styles absolutely i think it's really good a really solid subclass um and it, it really it's it's generic so it lends itself to doing really whatever you want with it you can be you can kind of be aragorn um or you can um you know, be like you be uh, what am I trying to say? You can do like the classic Aragorn Ranger. You can do um, somebody who maybe is like lives in a city. You could, you could probably even like spin this into a city ranger. I think. Um, uh, you mm-hmm. could, it's just generic enough yeah, where you can, whatever whatever it's like is like you've got in mind. This will this will suit its what your needs. I think. Yeah. Uh, I guess moving on from the hunter, next we have the beastmaster. For those for people who just want a pet. <laughs> yep. I think so, I Gabe, think the better are... I think the better option before we get into it, I think the better option is just give your your ranger a pet. <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. make make yeah. give it limited cap- capability in combat, um, but just give your ranger a pet instead of forcing them to take all of these levels because it, it's it sucks. <laughs> yeah, just take the urchin background and have a mouse and be happy. Yeah. Or just be like, DM, please, can I just have, like, a dog? <laughs> yeah. It's I, I wouldn't be like, yeah, you can have a dog. It's just a regular dog. It's going to die in one hit, but, you know, you get you have mm-hmm. a dog now. Um, yeah, but anyways, uh, let's get into the features. You want to take the third level? Okay, third level, you get a beast companion that's trained to fight alongside you. Choose a beast that's uh, no larger than medium and has a challenge rating of one-fourth or lower. Add your proficiency to the beast ACs, attack roll, da-da-da-da-da. Add a bunch of proficiency modifier to a bunch of stuff. Um, basically, the long and short of it is you, um, using your proficiency bonus, It's you're buffing your, your beast so it levels up with you, which I think is a good touch. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, the, then it comes where how the beast uh, acts in combat. The beast obeys your commands the best it can. Uh, it takes your turn on your initiative. Um, on your turn, you can verbally command the beast where to move, no action required by you. 
Uh, and you, you can use your action to verbally command it to take the attack da dash disengage or help action. Um, if you don't issue a command, the beast takes the dodge action. Um, once you have the extra attack feature, you can use one weapon attack uh, yourself uh, when you command the beast to take the attack action. Uh, if you're incapacitated or absent, the beast acts on its own, uh, focusing on protecting you at, and itself. Uh, the beast never requires your command to use its reaction, uh, uh, such as when making an opportunity attack. Basically, you're, you get a stronger beast in terms of like hit points and AC, but you're nerfing it because you have to use your actions for it to attack, or one of your attacks for it to attack. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure this was the entire reason that the revised ranger was made. Yeah, and then I would agree. All the other things have some problems. This is, like, glaring. Um, Revised Ranger just basically, uh, they give you a list of animals to choose from. Uh, instead of, you know, you the whole quarter CR has to be lower than medium. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, you basically just summon it. This is neat. Yeah. But, and uh, it also, it loses them, its multi-attack. Uh, it basically, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's alright. <laughs> it's, it's still, yeah. I mean, even the, the revised one, it's just like, I don't know. If you really want a, if you really want a bear or a, an animal to fight alongside you, I think it's not a bad choice. I don't think it's like you're going to be like, you know, you're going to be, if you really if you really want that, I think it's an acceptable choice. If you're somebody who is, look, is going to be constantly looking at everybody else to what, like, and comparing yourself to the other players at the table, you're going to have a hard time because it's, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like, you know, it's... <laughs> I'm just... It's just not as good. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that puts it fairly simply. My, moving on from that, my, at 7th level... Uh, exceptional training is the ability that you get on any of your turns when your beast companion doesn't attack you can use a bonus action to command the beast to take the dash action disengage action dodge action or help action on its turn so it's weapons you basically attacks get it's weapon attacks yeah, are also magical nice yeah my well uh is, is it at seventh level yeah it's at seventh level Okay, it does not have that listed in the PHB. Oh, I'm looking at D&D Beyond. Hmm. Interesting. Right, that's <laughs> we that's found a, good to know. We found a discrepancy. Um, but basically, it gains the effects of like the usual find familiar, like yeah. It, I don't know. Let's just let's just speed through this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Level 11, Bestial Fury, go. Uh, starting level level, you can command your beast to companion to take the attack action, um, and the beast can make two attacks, or it can take the multi, uh, its multi-attack when you command it to take the attack action. Neat. Um, and basically, you're, you're making it as good as it was if it was in the wild. <laughs> um, yep. It is fair to note that in the Revised Ranger, you're re replacing your uh, 
like your extra attack for an ability called coordinated attack, where you can basically like when you attack, you uh you, your beast also attacks. So simplifying the whole like when you get an extra attack action, you get to you know follow that weird language and just simplifies mm -hmm. it. Um, and it also it changes uh it's it get buffs up its um the multi-attack bestial fury into storm of claw and fangs uh and it basically just says each creature within five feet of your beast uh get, it gets to make a melee attack against them so yeah i would basically better you just get to get the whirlwind attack for your your bear or whatever dope yep. um and it also gives at seventh level beast defense. You get your uh, beast gets advantage on all saves, which yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Buffs up your beast, makes it makes it uh, not going to die in a fight so fast. Yeah, uh, but you know, uh, and then at fifteenth uh, level, share spells. Uh, when you cast a spell targeting yourself, uh, you get to also affect your beast companion with the spell if it's within thirty feet of you. That's pretty good. Uh, you can yeah. both have, you can both get uh, your Zephyr Strike or whatever. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, Revised Ranger gets superior beast defense. Uh, whenever an attacker that your companions can see hits it with an attack, you can basically just gets a retaliation attack. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know which one's better. Uh, I I could see reasons for both being fairly good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would I would make my I'll... player choose one or the other. <laughs> yeah. You can't pick uh, and choose. Yes. Overall thoughts on Beastmaster? Probably go with the Revised Ranger or try to go with a maybe try a blend, maybe yeah. of the two. I, I think the uh, way to I think the way to fix it, in my opinion, if it was like a not by yourself, obviously, um, but if Wizards go back because they're they've been in a trend right now where um, for like their summon spells and like this kind of stuff. Instead of like saying, okay, you can just choose, you just get to loot the monster manual. Like, we here's like a, a, a generic stat block, and you flavor it how you want. I think that's a better way yeah. to go about this. I would like to, see, mm -hmm. I would like to see like a revised, another revised version because the revised ranger is a better. Re revised ranger. Yeah, re revised ranger. Um, the revised ranger is better, but it is still from 2016, so for from four years ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That covers our PHB archetypes. Now we are moving on to uh, Xanathar's Guide. All right, what's our first Xanathar's Guide? Class. Our first Xanathar's Guide is Gloomstalker, our Gloom. sweet, sweet edge. Sweet, sweet edge. Um, Gloomstalker is like a favorite, in, I think, with a lot of people. I, and I mm -hmm. I like it. It's a good subclass. I just don't know why it's like... like I Sometimes I, I get the sense that, like, oh, you should only really play a Gloomstalker. They're the only good ones. But, like, the Hunter's good. The <laughs> the Gloomstalker's obviously good. The Horizon Walker's good. And the Monster Slayer's good, though. Beastmaster's the only real one that I have major gripes with. But, yeah. anyways. With, without further ado, what, what do we get at third level, Ryan? Third level? My, well, actually, Gloomstalkers my get specific magic, sort of like the Paladins. My, so yeah, and this is, magic. this is kind of a, a pattern with the Xanathar's Guide, and I really, I really like it, because it, it freaking makes sense. So yeah, I guess starting off talking about the Gloomstalker spells, my, at third level you get Disguise Self, then fifth, Rope Trick, Fear, Greater Invisibility, and finally Seeming at 17th level. My, 
Those are all... I feel like they're fitting spells. Yeah, no, they fit. Um, Rope Trick is a really fun spell that doesn't get Mm -hmm. used a whole lot. Um, But it makes sense for, like, a Gloomstalker. You can just, like... You, you summon, like, a little pocket plane. You climb up your rope, and you pull it back in, you just invisible. <laughs> you, you can just disappear. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You got, there's a lot of corridors. Extra-dimensional treehouse. Yeah. You, there's, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of, like, probably, like, lots of shafts of, like, you know, long areas that you have to climb up, and rope tricks can come in uh-huh. handy for that. It's, a, yeah. you just, it's, it's, it's not very commonly just... used, but a uh, good spell nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, if you're just, like, hiding out in the Underdark and need to take a short rest somewhere, great. Just, you know, have, pull out your extra-dimensional treehouse and have fun. Yeah. Um, Dread Ambush Busher, uh, you get, now we get to the, like, the what makes the, the two things, the abilities that make the Gloomstalker, like, almost infamous, uh, is, uh, at third level, you master the Art of Ambush, you get your, get, uh, Wisdom Modifier, a bonus to your initiative. Uh, and then at the start of your first turn, in co- each combat, uh, you get 10, 10th extra foot of movement speed, um, and then you can you get an extra attack for your attack action. Um, so that combos, you can get up to three attacks on your first turn, and then if the attack granted by the ability hits, you get to add an extra D8 um, to your uh, weapon damage. Solid ability. Mm-hmm. Solid, like... We love it. Anything that gives me another attack is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love the initiative bonus thing to it, because I feel like that just makes sense with rangers. Absolutely. Like, it's like, you are on edge at all times, or you're, especially you're observing if you're from the world a, around you. Especially if you're from the yeah. Underdark. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be... Yeah. You're, you're fearing for your life all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Uh, then, uh, tell me about Umbral Sight. Umbral Sight, third level. Uh, you gain dark vision out to 60 feet. If you already have dark vision, dark vision from your race, it's increased by 30 feet. Uh, you're also adept at evading creatures that rely on dark vision. While in darkness, you are invisible to any creature that relies on dark vision to see you in that darkness. That is so, so freaking cool. <laughs> like, if you think about it, this could let you hide from... My devil sight warlock. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so that's it's really it's makes this it turns this from like oh like I'm just your average everyday ranger I just live in the underdark to like oh I can hide from everything nothing can spot me in the darkness. This I think that's just freaking cool. Like it's cool. That it's, said, it's powerful. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That said, I wish that they had the spell darkness available to them. Oh yeah, that's that is unfortunate. But they they can't see yeah. through the darkness. I don't know. I, I think it works out fine. Like they don't need they don't need to cast darkness because you know they if they just have non magical darkness in the area, uh, I think it, it can like almost lull your opponent into like a if they have dark vision to do a false sense of security, it's like, oh, I can see just fine in here. It's like, but not yeah, me. I guess. <laughs> I guess. So. I just like the idea of them being able to like take the darkness with them. That's true. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I guess it could encourage more use of like timing ambushes where you actually use nighttime for something. Yeah. Instead of just, hey, we just attack this place whenever we show up. 
<laughs> why, why do we need to wait? I'm just going to take it right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, uh, at 7th level, we get Iron Mine. Uh, you get a proficiency in Wisdom saving throws. If you already have proficiency in Wisdom saving throws, you get Intelligence or Charisma. Who doesn't love an extra proficiency in saving throw? Like, this is... Proficiency mm-hmm. in a saving throw is, like, one of the things that's, like... It is... It, it, it's, like, one of those things that's always so minor, but it will it will change... It's very powerful, very potent, without being mm-hmm. very explicit. Um, good ability. I think that's all yeah. I need to say about that. Uh, yeah. I like the flavoring with it, that it's... You have honed your ability to resist mind-altering powers of your prey, which just... are creatures that just crawl the Underdark. Yeah, just think just... of mind flares and intellect yeah, devourers. You've dealt with too many goddamn mind flares. You're just like, I'm done with this. I'm just going to be better. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, then at 11th level, you get Stalker's Fury. You learn to attack with such unexpected speed that you can turn a miss into another strike. Uh, when you miss here with your weapon attack, you can um, make another weapon attack as part of the same action. So, basically, just giving you another shot to hit. I like it. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's nice because it's also once per turn. Again, following that same thing that they did with the hunter. That's not just yeah. another resource you're tracking. It's Absolutely. Just like, hey, this is your skills now. Deal with it. Yeah. What about shadowy yeah. dodge? <laughs> yeah. Level 15, Shadowy Dodge. Uh, you can dodge in unforeseen ways. Uh, wisps of supernatural shadow surround you. Whenever a creature makes an attack roll against you and doesn't have advantage on the roll, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on it. You must use this feature before you know the outcome of the attack roll. Nice. So, like, honestly, uh, I could see people just... like If you are facing... like If you happen to be up front and center dealing with something and you're just sort of stuck there Mm -hmm. yeah i could see you just going all out with this yeah it's it's one of those abilities that i think it makes sense you just it just helps for like the the slipperiness of the of this kind of character you can never quite pin them down um Mm -hmm. yeah I, i like it 10 out of 10 good ability yeah so Overall, quick thoughts on Gloomstalker. I can see why people like it. It's it's great. I can see why, I can uh, see why people like it. I think it's I think it has a, a large power spike at uh, third level, and then it's sort of like is mellow. Is it like the seventh, eleventh, and fifteenth level abilities are are good. I just there's nothing to like write home about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. The flavor for it is good. The abilities for it are good. I don't really have anything to complain about with it. Yeah. What's our next ranger? Our next ranger is, in a similar vein, the Horizon Walker. Um, Horizon Walker. Horizon Walker, sort of like uh, the Gloomstalker, where the Gloomstalker dealt with creatures of the Underdark. Horizon Walkers are typically seen as rangers who deal with the planes themselves. Uh, This is a really cool ranger. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, just because of the flavor. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about sweet. some of the uh, Horizon Walker spells? So yeah, the Horizon Walker gets Horizon Walker spell. They get protection from evil and good. Misty Step, Haste, Banishment, Teleportation Circle. Kind of all these are like, um, you know, they're all, they almost give this like uh, 
ranger like an arcane flare. Mm-hmm. In my in my mind, it's like because of like the planar energies and stuff like that. I can just it, I see this as more like the arcane ranger. Like you know, you're you're like teleporting around all the time, and you're you use the planar energies to like make you super fast and stuff. I I I think all these spells make sense. They're all and they're all solid. Like I, these are all really good spells. <laughs> like, like if I'm playing a wizard or something, like I have, I have a hard time not taking a lot of these spells. Mm-hmm. I'd say though that probably my one gripe about the Horizon Walker spells is part of me kind of wishes that they did not get teleportation circle at level seventeen, and instead at level seventeen got a like once per day plane shift or something like that oh yeah that would have been really because cool. <laughs> because teleportation circle only works within the same plane i can sort of see why they would like i can see why they would put teleportation circle in there it's still it's still great to have like i wish maybe i mean but, like what if i think it would have been cool if they uh, they would have because i i guess it, it is breaking kind of like the rules a little bit there that's probably why i see they don't want to do that Maybe if they just like made it like a, a uh, like a fifteenth level ability and just said like yeah you get like a really crappy fifth, seventh fifth level spell but you get like a once a day or like maybe like once a week or something like that like it, you can't use it very yeah. often but you can you can shift the planes um, yeah I can see that just because yeah missed opportunity but, but you'll be able to sort to, of to sort find of find where they're that. Well, you'll yep. be able to find where those portals are to get to mm-hmm. the other planes with the tech portal. Hmm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, At third level, you get detect portal. You gain the supernatural ma- ability to magically sense the presence of planar portals. As an action, you can detect the distance and direction of the closest planar portal within one mile of you. So, And you can't so, use this feature again until you take a short or long rest. So if you're playing a planescape, or your my like your homebrew world or something has planes and portals and stuff like that. Like this is just another thing for a DM to think about. Like, yeah. hey, where could like where could the veil between the planes be super thin? Like and maybe think... at this naturey lake in the forest, it's like at full moons there's a portal there to the Feywild or something. Yeah, I think I think as a as a ranger, if you're playing this kind of character, I think if you owe it to yourself to like try and like work with your DM to like like have a few portals like that you've researched and you figured out like like because it what the what the key or whatever it is to to you activate this portal and and just because you're you're studying this stuff, you should have a you should have a general knowledge about at least how some of them work. Um, mm-hmm. But portals are complicated as hell, so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'd say definitely this ranger is the most work on a DM's part. Yes, I would. I would have to agree. But yeah, uh, what else but, do you get at third level? Uh, you get planar warrior as a bonus action. You choose a creature within thirty feet of you. The next time you hit the, that creature with a, on your turn with a weapon attack, all the damage dealt becomes force damage, and the creature takes an extra one d eight. Um, and then at eleventh level, it increases to two d eight. So basically. Uh, it becomes a weaker. You get a weaker on-demand Zephyr Strike, and uh, it kind of, I guess, kind of Zephyr Strike, just the damage part. 
Um, and uh, you also you also do force damage, which is basically no one resists. So it's it's yeah, a really only... it's a really yeah, solid damage ahead. buff. If that's I I think it it's kind of following the pattern of all the other subclasses, where it's just a really solid damage uh, buff that will help you keep up with um, some of the other more warrior classes and stuff. Yeah. What else yeah, you got? Then at 7th level, uh, you get Ethereal Step. Uh, honestly, I think this is one of my favorite of their abilities. Uh, you learn to step through the Ethereal Plane. As a bonus action, you can cast the Etherealistness spell with this feature without expending a spell slot, but the spell ends uh, at the end of the creature's turn. So essentially, you have 6 seconds to just sort of go through the Ethereal Plane. Yeah, just phase like, through stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know, uh, your party's having trouble with doors, since that seems to be a trend with most D&D &D adventures, that mm -hmm. players have so much trouble with doors, suddenly doors are no longer a problem for you. Yeah, you just zoop. Yeah. Um, like, you can use it once per short or long rest, so it's like, you're getting, if you see a use for it, like, why not? Yeah, you're getting to use this a lot. Um, you, could, mm -hmm. you could use this... In, uh, Using it in combat to like you know maybe like teleport, run behind enemy lines, um, and like basically just disappear from their view. But you were like you, know, you really just ran behind the corner. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, th I really like this feature. Mm -hmm. uh, but at eleventh level, you get another really cool one: uh, distant strike. Uh, at eleventh level, you gain the ability to pass between the planes and blink an eye. When you take the attack action, you get to teleport. Up to 10 feet before each attack to an unoccupied space you can see. Uh, if you make at least two different creatures with the... Uh, if you make it an attack against at least two different creatures with the action, you can make one additional attack against... Uh, uh, attack with it against a third creature. So if you spread out your attacks, you can make three attacks. Um, mm -hmm. This is so cool. Like, I can... This is one of those abilities, like, I can really envision it with both... Um, like a ranged weapon or a melee weapon, um, like I can definitely mm -hmm. see like somebody like a ranger with like dual swords like dancing through the battlefield. Like they run up they, to like the first the guy at the front line, they hit him and the, hit him, and then before the, the that guy can like make a counterattack, he's already you know teleported behind and is attacking their ma their uh, magic user or whatever. Um, yeah. Or like the the archer who's just like you can't quite ever like figure out like where they're going to be because they're just phasing in and out and just shooting arrows from everywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. I actually see this as a really cool thing that you could give to an enemy. Like, they oh, could give yeah. to a big bad, since, like, you have your party up front, well, you have all your martial types up front there. It's like, uh, big bad runs up, slash, like, run, jump, slash, teleport as they like, slash past them. My... They up in the air again, land and stab into the back of the uh, magic caster, then once again teleport back up and do another attack against one of the martial guys. It's like... It's... Yeah, give your, give your big dad's ability to teleport a lot. That'll really yeah. piss off your party. Your it is it is so flashy, and it's like it's just cool. Yeah. Um, but then we're uh, rounding out with Spectral Defense at 15th level. 
Uh, your ability yeah. to move between the planes enables you to slip between the planar boundaries and to lessen the harm done to you during battle. Uh, when you take damage from an attack, you can use a reaction to give yourself resistance to all that attack's damage its turn. So, uh, just to help you. It, uh, basically, you're getting an uncanny dodge. Solid mm-hmm. ability. I would, uh, nothing nothing yeah. to write, write home about, but uh, it's not nothing either. It's You're going to use this a lot. Uh, it's going to be very useful all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess my, my overall thoughts on Horizon Walker, I love it. I, I played one for a while, and I still love it. Uh, yeah, I really like yeah. the flavor and how the flavor kind of uh, influences what the mechanics are and the mechanics all of the abilities in it are just like yeah this is this feels very planar very I don't know almost that arcane flair that I've talked about earlier is just like uh, I can see like you re- re- redoing this as like a, an arcane uh, like a, a wizard student or something like that kind of class yeah I also I see this as the like I can see this being the ranger who it's like everyone in town fears this person because they have seen stuff that no one else can understand. Oh yeah, they're like yeah, I've been to like the this main city, the you know the, the yada yada king or whatever. That's like miles long. It's like the biggest city in all the lands. Like that's nothing. I've been to the city of brass. <laughs> you know, like this mm-hmm. is yeah, or I've been to like, dis. So <laughs> like I've seen genies sell off. I've seen genies sell off angels as slaves to pit fiends and demons. Oh it's yeah, like, like just the amount of crazy shit you've seen. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I might associate the Horizon Walker in some senses to being like I guess the Ranger in general, I might associate to being the closest to being a witcher. Well, yeah, that's gonna bring us into from the standard game. Monster Slayer. Which I think is, if you want to play Geralt of Rivia and you don't want to try and deal with Matt Mercer's Blood Hunter, um, this is how you this is how you do it, uh, Monster Slayer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Monster so, yeah. Tell me what the Monster uh, Slayer monster... gets for spells, Ryan. Monster Slayer spells, my, like the Horizon Walker, gets protection from good and evil. Fits really good in this case. My mm-hmm. Zone of Truth, a bit of a weird one. Um, Magic yeah, Circle, mean, Banishment, and Hold Monster. I think if you're going with the Geralt of Rivia <laughs> um, uh, takeaway, uh, you're definitely, like, I, if you've ever played The Witcher 3, you, you're def- there's a lot of, like, times where you have to, like, interrogate, like, regular, regular-ass people to, like, find out yeah. who's, who the werewolf is or whatever, and uh, mm-hmm. in the Zone of Truth is going to help you out a lot. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, yeah. Because you can't uh, put up can't put up a zone of truth, start intimidating. It's like you can't hunt the monsters yeah. without knowing who the monster is. Is it the people? Is it the the monster? You don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's Anyways, definitely like uh, some your fans who are like, "Dude, you just fucked that up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, what else do you get at level three? You get Hunter's Sense at third level. You uh, get the ability to peer at a creature and discern how to best to hurt it. <laughs> That's how, what I like. I want to just be able to look at people and say, how do I hurt you best? Um, as an action, choose what other creature you can see within 60 feet. Uh, you immediately learn 
if the creature has any immunities, resistance, vulnerabilities, uh, and what they are. And if it's hidden from divi divination magic, you assess that as uh, no damage, immunities, resistance, or vulnerabilities. And you can use this uh, a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier. Uh, yeah. I think this is really cool. You could just like sort of sit there and study. Uh, I think it would be really funny if you if you studied somebody. It's just like, how do you how do I hurt this person best? It's like, well, they're really sensitive about their about their appearance. They they think they've got very dry skin. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being used for some fun role playing stuff as well. But also, <laughs> like, it's good for role playing. It's great for combat. Mm -hmm. It's. Yeah, so if you yeah. happen to have a turn before you can get into range to do stuff, it's like, yeah, I want to know what the, I want to know what they're good at. What what can they resist? What what's what hurts them the most? That's so like, yeah, yeah. And then at the other ability you get at third level is Slayer's Prey. Um, at third level, you get your you can focus your ire um, on one foe and increase the harm you inflict on it. As a bonus action, you designate one creature that you can see within sixty feet. Uh, as your target for this feature, the first time you hit that target with a weapon attack, it takes 1d6 damage from that weapon. This is like, basically, it's like, okay, we're not going to make you do Hunter's Mark. <laughs> you're you're good enough where you can do something else. Mm -hmm. Or, you can also do Hunter's Mark and be doing, like, 2d6 damage on each attack. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, if you want to do that, that's that's also I would, a thing. But. I would rather just I would rather just take you know, be thankful for my concentration slot being freed so I can do other stuff. Um, yeah, like take Zephyr Strike or something. Zephyr Strike, uh, uh, that what's it? What's that thing called? Um, Hail of Thorns, something. Yeah. Interesting. That takes your concentration. Um, mm -hmm. And the other thing is like it doesn't take a spell slot. Uh, it's you can do it as many times as you want, uh, and designate as many creatures as you want. There's, uh, there's no limit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's great. So yeah, and then right. the other thing, the other thing I really like about this class, which we'll get into later, um, with the later abilities, is that all of, pretty much all the other abilities, um, takes from what you de the foe you designate as your slayers, like so it builds off of that, and I really. I really am a sucker. I really like the abilities that build off each other instead of just feeling disconnected. Mm -hmm. but, anyway, but anyways, what do we get at 7th level? 7th level, you get supernatural defense. You gain extra resilience against your prey's assault on your mind and body. Whenever the target of your slayer's prey forces you to make a saving throw, and whether you make an ability, and whether you make an ability check that my targets grapple... Uh, add one d six to your roll, so you know, just so you get a really bonus. good at wrestling and really good at saving. Yeah, you're you're basically just helping you deal with some of your. It's gonna help you deal with the your designated uh, foes like bullshit that they're gonna throw at you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then we get at eleventh level, we get magic users nemesis. Uh, you get gain the ability to thwart someone else's magic. Uh, when you see a creature uh, casting a spell or teleporting within 60 feet of you, you can use a re reaction to try and magically foil it. Uh, the, the creature must succeed on a wisdom saving throw uh, against your spell DC, or uh, its spell or teleport fails and is wasted. Um, so you basically get, once per short rest, you get a, a counter spell, basically. Uh, mm -hmm. Which I would say, I, like, 
it's technically a reverse counterspell because they're rolling and you're you're not rolling. Um, yeah, but, but still, it's like it's still great. Um, oh yeah, counterspell's great. This is great too. <laughs> yeah, personally, I'd say I would probably not. Chances are, I would not use this on a spell, and I would probably save it for teleporting. Oh yeah, try, like when your guys like uh, Lich is trying to flee or something like that. Yeah. But Absolutely. Again, this is that would be that I guess that would be a great ability to focus in on, like the ranger really studying their foe. Like, Absolutely. Uh, studying and learning their foe's abilities. What are their tendencies? Do they focus purely on going all out magic, or do they run when things get rough? Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess just more encouragement to really role play the class. Yeah, and instead of worrying, and, and then at level fifteen, instead of worrying how to, you know, to use it on a teleporter spell, you just wait until you use them a spell against you, and then shoot them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, level fifteen, but, you get Slayer counters. My Slayer's counter. You gain the ability to counterattack when your prey tries to sabotage you. Uh, if you are the target of the of your Slayer's prey. Uh, forces, forcing you to make a saving throw. You can use your reaction to make one weapon attack against the quarry. You make this attack immediately before the saving throw. Uh, if your attack hits you, your save automatically succeeds. In addition to the attacker, in addition to the attack's normal effect. So, honestly, that's awesome. So the whole, yeah, that whole person that you were, well, you're going to get hit with, or the dominate, uh, dominate monster, or whatever that they, they were about to hit you with. Nope, I'm just gonna shoot you instead. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Or you know, I'm worried about avoiding that fireball. It's like, no, I'm just gonna stand here, but I'm also gonna shoot you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take half damage. Mm-hmm. It's like, I really like this I ability. <laughs> I d I love the imagery of it that, uh, like a giant beast is trying to just slang spell after spell at you. And you just keep on retaliating and breaking its concentration as it's trying to uh, paralyze you or just like do like, whatnot. You know how I see this? I see when the dragon swoops down, using his frightful presence, just just like terrifying the village, and there's just one guy just bing. <laughs> just, it's like I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, that, overall that is, thoughts on the Monster Slayer? Uh, I really like this one. Um, I think this is probably the one I would play right now. Um, it's. Mm -hmm. I think. I think all those the abilities that you get from this really kind of lend itself to playing like a Witcher type character. Uh, yeah. You know, being able to track. You know, have a being able to like sort of just sense what your foe is up to or whatever. What your foe's weak, weak to, mm -hmm. and focus in on them and have. Supernatural defense because you're all you know, potioned out and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I I, I absolutely is, agree. I, I yeah, I think it's a really good one. I would probably, if I were to rank this, I'd put it. Hmm, I think I might put this at the top of my list for my, my personal preferences. Um, all right, but I, but I think power wise, I think I, I this is why I really like. About the ranger subclasses, I think the Gloomstalker, Horizonwalker, and the Hunter are all like pretty even in terms of power. Oh yeah, I, they all have a like 
awesome ways to like boost your the amount of attacks you can make, um, or boost the amount of damage you can do. And they all kind of they fit nicely. They have they have like a, a formula going into it. If you look at all their abilities, um, and they and they all have their all all their abilities fit into that formula, but also manage to do something interesting and cool with it. Yeah, definitely. I I love all of these. Uh, I love all these archetypes, Beastmaster excluded. I love the Beastmaster too. Like, I, well, I, like, I, I want okay, to have a I like I like the Beastmaster. I just don't know if I would ever play it. Yeah, that's true. I just I'm... I love it in yeah I, I love it in theory. I doubt that I would ever play it. I would just plead with my DM, just like please, just give me a bear, please. I'm begging you. Yeah, um, like I said, I've played the Horizon Walker. I loved it. Horizon Walker is so much fun to play. Monster Slayer. I I think I'll take a look at it. But if I were, if I were to play a Ranger again right now. I would actually pick the hunter. Uh, I just want to give that a try, just because of all the vers- like all the options that you get with it. Yeah, like, it's absolutely. something that you can really build based on like what stuff you've been facing. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I guess finishing thoughts on the ranger itself, or closing thoughts, if you will. All right. Um, my general closing thoughts on the ranger. It's a lot of people give it flack for being like for being a bad class. Mm-hmm. I absolutely would not call it a bad class. I love no. the ranger. It's great. Uh, you could have a lot of fun doing role-playing opportunities with it. But definitely, if you were going to play a ranger, talk with your DM. Like talk yeah. about the kind uh, talk about the kind of campaign that you're going to do. Because if you're going to be shoved in a city the entire time, maybe don't pick mountain as your favorite terrain absolutely and i i, I mm. think that kind of goes with uh, i think that goes into what i would say too is just like it's a i would say even the baseline ranger is a solid class i don't think you can you're going to be like unhappy if you go with the ba- base ranger i would i would do the revised ranger if you if you're, my game was cool with it i just because i just think it's better better worked out and stuff um, but even if like mm-hmm. they're said like now nah, we're just I'm just wanting you to do the normal one I, I I don't think that would deter me in any way if I was intent on playing a ranger um, but yeah I would really even with the revised ranger though just like say hey DM this is what I want out of this character this is like I want to be able to do these cool like outdoor stuff <laughs> and I need to know mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna facilitate that because otherwise I'm just I should just go and pl- pick a fighter right now <laughs> just change it yeah. Let- let me be Bear Grylls. Yeah, let me be Bear Grylls and just be like, don't worry, we're going to drink our piss now and have the party be grossed out. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Um, yeah. There yeah. you go, the ultimate modern ranger. Well, welcome to Running Wild with Bear Grylls. It's me, Bear Grylls. <laughs> uh, well, um... Yeah. With that, I think that has been Rangers on Basements and Lizards. Uh, thank you all for yes, watching, for listening. Uh, I don't know how to do an outro. Uh, do you know how to do an yeah, outro? Uh, uh, I can certainly give it a shot. Uh, yeah, once again, thanks for listening to our episode on Rangers. Next week, we are planning on talking about Barbarians, I believe. 
Uh, we had rolled previously, we had rolled earlier in the week just because of recording times. We weren't sure when stuff was going to happen. So I guess uh, stay tuned. Look out for next time. We're going to be talking about Barbarians. And yeah, get thanks ready. for listening. Get ready for the big, angy, hit stuff good boys. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks for listening and uh, yeah, goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.